Welcome to episode 19 of Consensus on Reality, which is a podcast, soon to be a radio show. No. We're losing it again. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> today, we're, t- we're here to talk about um, the creatively named A Glitch in the Matrix. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're doing it. A documentary about the simulation theory. Um we're going to talk a little bit about uh, maybe some synchronicities and stuff that's weird stuff that's been going on. Crazy, weird stuff out there. Oh, yeah. Um, and then, of course, for our patrons, um, please do consider joining up on our Patreon. Um, we will have yeah. a bonus episode on the back end in which we will talk about how you two can learn protocols to conjure down ufos and communicate with interdimensional beings um by way of some very smart intelligent people uh Uh, uh, sponsored by the maharishi foundation yeah um (laughs) and we will also um disclose how the grays were created in a process in the desert in california um sometime after the first nuclear tests um this will all be in the patreon so is that what you really think that yeah i guess we'll find out in the patreon yeah Uh, you'll find out so do consider joining up um we've also been doing some some writings and stuff um and our long mentioned merch item is done i haven't been able to pick them up yet from the printer because not to bury the lead but i'm sitting here um about seven days into coronavirus. Uh, I could talk a little bit about that, but I'm feeling much better today um, after being infused with the new strain or something. I don't know. Did you get the new strain? I have no, How would I know that? Oh, see, I don't know. I thought like a scientist might have called you. Yeah, um. I got, went, to, went to fucking, <laughs> went into the lab and they opened me up. <laughs> Uh, the new strain. Um, yeah, so we watched, uh, the new Rodney Asher, right? Um, yeah, the guy who, who made, um, I think best known for making Room 237, which we've spoken right. about a couple times, um, especially, and I remember speaking about it in our Pagan Hollywood interview. Right. Yeah. And that, I mean, yeah, this guy is kind of, He's got a pretty distinct style at this point, I think. Um, so it was kind of cool to see that applied to a. Uh, he's getting even like further into like weird territory because you know he started with movie analysis and then. Mm-hmm. Did you see the nightmare? That was his other one. Yeah, I didn't. That one's about um, sleep paralysis. I didn't yeah. watch that one. Um, Room two thirty seven is like an analysis of, The Shining and basically yeah. breaking down like the. Uh, crypto symbology that may or may not be there so it's basically a bunch of interviews with people and 
some of them are kind of spot on in their analysis of the symbolisms in, embedded by Kubrick, and then other people right. are kind of uh, expounding more batshit theories that they seem to be projecting onto the movie. But it's pretty cool. Um, yeah. 237, that is. Um, yeah, so I think um, we, we start with this, uh, this famous uh, Philip K. Dick um, lecture given in france um which i you know i think you've seen that before too right like, yeah yeah and i which is classic it's an awesome it's like he's so cool he's like uh real crazy guy energy mm-hmm. yeah he uh, <laughs> philip k dick is the best um yeah i think it's funny i wanted to uncover a little bit that maybe the the synchronicity that seemed to have started us on this episode mm-hmm. which i mean so I think it it's weird. I can kind of like just this little um, tangle here started with the Super Bowl halftime show, or I should say the Super Bowl in general, which I'm not sure if you watched it. But yeah. the first I mean, thing I, I noticed um, in watching the Super Bowl was a very grotesque CGI hologram projection of Vince Lombardi. At the beginning of the game, and right. it, it was like uh, I don't know if you saw Kim Kardashian's father, the hologram that Kanye yeah, West yeah, had yeah. made for her. Terrifying, terrifying. <laughs> and they did this for Vince Lombardi, uh, and it's it's like fucked. And I think that's immediately when I fired off a tweet that said that this Super Bowl is a massive Turing test. Uh-huh. And then I think that that whole vibe just kind of lingered the whole time where it seemed like every commercial was trying to like get you to get you to buy into like artificial intelligence or, or like CGI constructs and stuff. Right. Unrealities. Um, it was kind of like testing them on you. Yeah. And I think, I think you even like while it was happening, tweeted that picture of like the Dark City people. Yeah, well, that the, the halftime show reinforced <laughs> yeah. this notion like heavily. And I guess I mean that ties in pretty well to this episode because I feel like For Dark sure. City and The Matrix are kind of like uh, I don't like two sides of the same coin. Well, they, I mean I, I like Dark City more, but mm-hmm. yeah, the use. Um, I think The Matrix basically ripped the color palette the greenish color palette from dark city and they used some of the same sets actually really from dark city which was made like a year before dark city is is great and the halftime show i mean halftime shows people famously love to uh there's our word again famously but people love to make videos that are like this is an illuminati grand illuminati ceremony which isn't that unbelievable because it in terms of like television, it is the biggest tele- national television stage of the year. Right, and it's like a battle that they're kind of like, yeah, uh, <clears throat> ritualizing. I don't know. Yeah, for sure. And um, I don't know the the vibe of this year's halftime show definitely seemed to reinforce virtual reality environments, living right. online, um, and an anonymity. Well, I can never say that word. Anonymity. And an and oof, 
Oh, yeah. I was going to give up on that one. <laughs> no, yeah, you're right. It was the weekend. Yeah. And then, yeah. The, the sort guess, of like running through the virtual like right. hall of mirrors thing was like really terrifying. And the, yeah. the separate, the separated dancers in like the, the yeah. city, like column contract really reminded me of dark city. And they had that. Um, I mean, I guess he was referencing some like music video he did where like he pretended to get like ridiculous plastic surgery or some mm-hmm. shit. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. But like, to, I feel like they were like, they connoted this like sense of illness, like. And insanity. Uh, is, like yeah, the, the way so they were dancing and a, stuff too was like unhinged and chaotic. During like a pandemic, like all yeah. these like fucking like really ill looking, like it was just like very strange. Um, and I guess that it was all, it was all like, uh, the fuck the electronic music guy is the one who like directed or somehow did the, the vibe of it. Um, Daniel LePatton. Oh, it was one Oh Hitrix point ever. I didn't even yeah. realize that. Yeah. I'm not sure. I mean, he like, maybe he wasn't like the overall like conceptual director, but he like had like a pretty big hand in like the way it was, hmm. which is like, that's really funny. Really I, I kind of saw him like trending or whatever. Yeah. And uh, I didn't really fish out why exactly. Um, yeah. I mean, I, he's like basically a movie like scorer at this point. So mm-hmm. I guess it's not that surprising. Mm-hmm. Um, That's really funny. I kind I actually watched um, kind of unrelated, but the weekend and the weekend is in uncut gems and Daniel right. LePatton soundtrack that. Yeah. Yeah. And I watched this film, the gambler last night, which is, reminded me a lot of like a proto version of uncut gems and it was it was really good and it was and fucking james khan is like super unhinged like an unhinged sociopathic gambler who just like uh who can't get enough of the high of like risk taking yeah (laughs) that's Um, the same thing and that's yeah that's uncut gems too um mm -hmm. so yeah i mean yeah, Super Bowl was weird. I don't even know. I don't remember who won. I think it was the pirate team because I've done a big pirate thing. Yeah. So, <laughs> but yeah, the halftime thing was really weird. And yeah, I guess that got you sent down this sort of rabbit hole, right? Well, I was already, I mean, I'm not even going to talk about that. I wrote a little bit on the Patreon about some yeah. personal synchronicity stuff um, that kind of, I was starting to have these realizations when I was trapped in my room this week. Mm. Um, because I'm in Corona quarantine, but, um, yeah, I think that it was funny though, because I, that was really the vibe that I got. And I've been thinking a lot about that in general because of the way that, you know, isolated living is now under the pandemic. Yeah. It seems like there's this push to get us to be more comfortable in virtual environments online. And, and even the way that the halftime show was filmed, there was a lot of like selfie style photography mm. of the weekend, like videography, um, right. which I thought was interesting and very jarring. Um, and there was a lot of like strobing light stuff too that almost made it seem like there was some yeah. like hypnotic experiment right. occurring. Um, yeah. But it, it was funny because, you know, starting with that CGI Vince Lombardi that was like truly grotesque. Um, <laughs> 
that was, you know, the whole energy of it. And then I, I had asked you a couple days later, I was like, well, you know, I, I don't really, can't really do too much reading because I'm experiencing like weird headaches from the coronavirus. Yeah. So I was like, is there a documentary we could watch? Um, and you were like, well, the, a glitch in the matrix just came out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we should check this out. And then it kind of ended up being so relative um, to that whole theme. Yeah, it was really yeah (laughs) really spot on um yeah so and i I mean we're kind of looking into yeah doing some philip k dick stuff further down the road a little bit too oh i forgot about that too and then and then the day before i had um just like i had i had had the thought to just like look at the exit jesus and um that's like kind of the basis of this this documentary but it's not really they just like mention it a lot but it was in there a lot which i also also thought was like a kind of a funny coincidence or synchronicity yeah um yeah that um yeah the the movie is interesting i mean i i have like a i didn't love the sort of thing that became like the main thread toward the end this sort of like true crime thing mm -hmm. yeah uh, I, I found it unpleasant and kind of, well, of course, you know, unpleasant, whatever. But I, I have to say, I think that element though plays into one of the major themes of the whole thing. I think, mm-hmm. um, in just how narcissistic the simulation theory is. Totally. Um, yeah. Just as like a scholar there too, who was sort of talking about that. I think she was the one who mm-hmm. sort of introduced introduced the Plato's uh, cave allegory. Yeah, she kind of like would come in every once in a while to like rein in like all these other like weird uh, simulation believers, where she'd be like, "Yeah, but like then <laughs> you don't actually really believe like the whole NPC thing is like so extremely narcissistic." Um, not like narcissistic, but also like one step away from like genocidal. Yeah. Right. Well, the potential for it, yeah, but I right. like hearing a lot of the interviewees be like, "Yeah, I mean, I just I once I realized we were living in a simulation, then I realized that there wouldn't be enough computing power for every character to be a real character. So there had to be right. at least thirty percent NPCs or non-player characters." Um, I mean, that's just so extremely narcissistic to think that like people are going home and going into their closet right. and doing a t-pose you know right yeah and that was like yeah the first like 20 or 30 or so minutes of the documentary it's like it's very much giving these people the spotlight and then it comes in to sort of critique that so yeah i guess right like the this murderer who killed his parents is sort of like the focus later on to show like where this logic can take you yeah it, the whole um, thing does have like very school shooter vibes um i think just because of how heavily it is influenced by video games i mean (laughs) yeah i think the the cool part about doing this podcast is like we can make the choice to not do an episode about the simulation theory but we're doing it about the documentary you know right yeah yeah because like i don't know we're at the point where if you want to know about the simulation theory there's definitely like a shitload of videos made on youtube by non-player characters um (laughs) but yeah yeah i mean it 
one interesting thing from the from the get go that I I found resonant is that um you know the the religion of the times is always defined by like our technology you know sure yeah so it's it makes sense now that people are kind of just like jumping to the conclusion that we're in a giant computer because we define everything right. by computers and we're like yeah. oh the brain is a computer now you know right that's always my first that's why I've never like been able to like understand how people can honestly like adhere to it because it's just like we like made computers like really recently and now you think everything it's just like we don't even understand consciousness yeah and people who like pretend to are like almost always proven wrong like pretty soon after or like so it's just that's why it, it never like latched on to me like i find it interesting the, the simulation theory and convincing if it's done in like this logical way the way this one person was doing it it's like interesting as a thought experiment mm -hmm. but it's or like as like a sort of like dumbed down metaphor of like what a gnostic situation might be like exactly i mean that's yeah. really what it comes down to is the framework for it is gnostic um and yeah. platonic um neoplatonic or whatever um yeah. but uh really it doesn't gnostic have the spirituality though yeah like it doesn't have any sort of like yeah there's no soul to it it's kind of just like a, a nihilistic Plat platonism sort of mm -hmm. which is yeah kind of nightmarish um yeah i lost my thought there but um yeah i mean i think like the the um the aspect of it in which we have two different sets of physics, you know, right. we have like the Newtonian physics of like our everyday world, these like physical laws that you abide by where you can't walk through a fucking wall or you can't, mm -hmm. you know, fall through a floor or whatever. Right. Um, or like there's gravity and things like that. But then there's quantum physics, which completely contradict the Newtonian physics. Um, I think that that part of the whole simulation theory is really interesting like why is there encoded um one form of physics for us and then there's obviously a, a transcendent form of physics that we are now learning about mm. but we don't physically abide by <laughs> right um, yeah i mean it, it kind of makes me think of like um that we're either we're in a transition, like a transit transitional phase of like where we just like had this very believed, like accepted form of physics. And then we realize that that's not the whole thing. So we're kind of like, things are still up in the air and that maybe like 300 years from now, the picture will be clearer or that there's like, we're in the process of, I, I don't know, like, um, sort of moving backwards and deconstructing a lot of the assumptions. Yeah. As it stands right now, it seems like there's two disparate f physics for like, totally. you know what I'm saying? Like when you like that, I don't think they even really talked too much about the quantum physics angle in glitch in the matrix. They definitely like broach it, but, um, just a little bit. Yeah. You know, like the double, the original double slit test, um, mm -hmm of uh you know a particle being um both 
a physical particle and a wave in motion simultaneously. Um, and the difference depending on what tools you use to observe it. Um, right. So it's existing in these in this flux between two different states, everything. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, and then, there, of course, there's like uh, the quantum weirdness where you can take a particle and give it a mirrored particle and put one on each end of the universe and change right. the dire- the direction to which one particle is spinning and, Wait, and the what, other what one was that do in that. It? I don't remember if that was in the documentary or they, not. They mentioned that test. Um, I forget what that aspect of quantum physics is called. Maybe spooky. Maybe that is spooky action right. at a entanglement. distance. Or, um, yeah, that's quantum entanglement, right? Yeah. And what, what happens with like the... They're, they're like, um, with the matrix, they're like using it as this sort of pivot point of, of this theory. Right. Well, I think that they, they basically say in this documentary that the matrix sort of redefined the whole religious spectrum. Um, and it 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 really did like popularize this idea of the simulation theory. Yeah. So brilliantly, which I think is why it's such like a ubiquitous movie at this point or aspect right. of our culture. Um which is interesting cuz the I think the the uh Wachowski twins um were he- heavily influenced by gnosticism in making that movie. So were the creators yeah. of Dark City. Right. Um, and then just and kind of like yeah. overlaid the uh the software template. Right. And I mean, yeah, I guess it was kind of uh, prescient in in a way. I mean, it sort of maybe shocks people into seeing what, not like what's going to happen, but the sort of potential of these kinds of technologies yeah. in a way that was not like popularly accepted. Um, I mean, there was like singularity people and like Kurzweil and that sort of thing. But mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it definitely brought that sort of the implications of these exponential technologies, um, especially like information technologies. Yeah, I don't know. I think. And I guess obviously, like Elon Musk, um, right? They yeah, throw a few clips. He 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 believes that there's like twenty percent chance that we're not living in a simulation because. Right. I guess his explanation is that. Um the end game to human civilization ends in catastrophe. Um, so we, we <laughs> would have to people to, like him. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, no, you know what I mean? But, no, of course. Um, yeah. and we, I mean the, an interesting case for the simulation theory is that we are now actively creating simulated worlds, you know? Right. And yeah, I guess, yeah, that all, that whole like ancestor simulation, like that is sort of one of the possible end results of a, mm-hmm. of a technologically advanced civilization. Right. The idea that we would create a simulation to see how we would act out history, right. like events in history, basically. Right. It's very pessimistic, actually, I think. It's sort of like a eternal recurrence kind of idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, you know that might hold true to the way people actually are. This sort of obsession with roots and like 
history. But I don't know if, I mean, I'm not, I'm still not convinced. Maybe, I mean, the documentary, you know, was only an hour and a half, so I didn't have the time to get into like the, the weeds about it. So maybe that's why, but I just, I still don't find simulation theory convincing, you know? Yeah. I thought but the I, aspect, yeah. like when they talked about the, um, you know, the will to cause harm to others being stopgapped only by a faith in some greater purpose in the world. And yeah. when, if people learned about, like if they learned that the simulation theory was true or they began to believe in it, then they would want to just like cause massive harm to other people because they can, right. you know? Right. And they, they point to like Grand Theft Auto and stuff like that. Right. Which I don't think that, I just, I think that's assuming a lot based on like what people do in like situations that they know to be fake mm -hmm. as a way to like sort of experiment with, you know, games. Cause those are games. I understand like that violence in video games. Well, I guess that's it, the idea though, that people would know the world to be fake. But that's like, so do you know what I mean? Like it's like the experience it's horrible. of living. Yeah. It's like, yeah. like I just feel like it's a, it's a, almost like a, it's a qualitative difference between like doing something one level down on a screen and doing something that like you're experiencing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Although, yeah. Although I mean, right. I guess there could be some like some slipping between those two, but especially as we move more towards integration with these technologies. Yeah. I mean, God forbid, but apparently, <laughs> apparently not. <laughs> you know, that's gonna happen. So I don't know. I I think that. It's really, um, it's like a, it's nihilism without having to like give everything up, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I love that part with the, um, and, and I didn't look any more into this story. I just kind of took it at face value in the movie um, because I thought it was one of the better parts. But they give this anecdote about a guy who worked for an airline company and he had never flown a plane and he just like took out a Boeing 747 and started doing like fucking loops and shit with it right yeah and then like crashed it on an island oh, like, randomly but the, he's there's like audio of him and yeah. gra like ground controls like talking to him and he's just like 
Yeah, this is crazy, man. I've never flown before. <laughs> I played some video games. Like, this is weird. I mean, I, I guess I kind of know what I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah. That was, I kind of remember when that happened, although it wasn't like a big story. Um, but yeah, that yeah, that's crazy. I mean, uh, it's so hard to say whether or not that's like a yeah relevant actually like that's like like right. people go on have gone on like you know hijacking joy rides since we've had these machines yeah but i you know i guess the the reference to having played video games is sort of like that was the point of including it well i get um, i guess it was like they were implying that for the purposes of their theory like if people realized they were in a simulation they could do whatever the right. fuck they want they would just like you know, fly planes or start flying right. themselves or whatever. But it's, yeah, it's interesting. It's such a, um, concert. It's a very conservative, uh, sort of way to look at what people would do. Like if they knew the truth about existence. Yeah. Or I don't know if, if conservative is the right word, but it's very pessimistic. Um, it's totally pessimistic. I mean, the whole non-player character thing and right. the, the, first person shooter mentality i think um of being like well you know this is my reality i this whole reality is shaped around me these drones they live their lives and these cycles they have like no thoughts in their head and they just walk around and and do their routine and go to their jobs and then go home like that whole mentality is really alarming and a strange aspect of this whole thing totally i mean it, it fits right into the sort of alt-right, at least alt-right, like adjacent sort of subculture that that is popular in. Mm-hmm. It's it's basically just sort of like a decontextualized like Nazism. It's like you know, it's like that there are these like elect people in a world of people that don't count, that don't have souls. Right. Exactly. Yeah. It's um, interesting that there's like, yeah. like, like twenty-five percent of the population doesn't have an inner monologue though. Yeah, I mean, I don't know anything about if that's even true or like... Well, I was kind yeah. of just like researching that yeah. a little bit, like an hour before we got on mic. Is that how, how do they prove that? Just like by asking? There's a couple studies where they like basically took a group of college students and gave them all beepers and then like would buzz them. And when they buzzed them, they had to write down what they were thinking at all times. <laughs> and But I think this study and, and like a lot of people just didn't weren't thinking anything. At a lot of times. Right. I mean, I, phew, that almost, I mean, I get like looping thoughts where yeah. I just have the same thought. Oh, like, and I, maybe I would prefer an empty mind to that. Maybe I hear not. you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it seems psychotic to not have an inner monologue, but I guess that a large portion of the population, right. that's actually true. And I think and that the, study yeah. like sparked a lot of people coming out like on Reddit and stuff and being like, yeah, I that's have my no, familiarity with it. no like, reactionary thoughts to my emotions i just feel them as physical sensations yeah i I know there are people who like i mean i know um a few people who like can't recognize faces or like people who Mm -hmm. um can't form images in their mind stuff like that yeah exactly I've, i've seen that so i know that there's all kinds of you know atypical ways of having an interiority but Mm hmm yeah it is It's a stretch to say that they're um, NPCs, but 
It's interesting. Um, the the part of the movie where they talk about like adversarial net networks, yeah, 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 and relating it to like politics and stuff. Mm-hmm. How how like everything is sort of like a binary, right? And there maybe like the simulation co- created, um, you know, these these adversary networks to <laughs> to like refine out one of them, you know, right? Or basically I mean, to make the simulation operate better right i mean yeah that's how they do um like uh what do you like those where they create those faces um like it's just like a way for ai to become better yeah and right right. they're using that for all kinds of things to like make art to make music like it's you know they're Mm -hmm. like so that's sort of like the new the new wave of sort of ai technology which is yeah i guess i mean that's kind of how they generate um or maybe it's not but like deep fakes and stuff like that yeah so like just make it better um i always want like the same with like the sort of mit robot people like i just don't really know why they're doing it (laughs) like like what the actual app like application of like this sort of thing is you mean like the boston dynamics and stuff yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah, Boston. Well, whatever. I'm sure they're um, doing it at MIT too, but um Yeah. But like like why um I just I, I, it must be military. I guess. but like why are you building these things that like so many people are being like, yeah, we probably shouldn't be doing this. I don't know. People just love to like there's certain people who have to see um like that amount of planning and and stuff like Yeah. Uh, actualized you know and i think like in building a robot (laughs) it's just like nerdy but it's like people need to see their like processed actualized into this thing it is fucking like art at that point but (sighs) these are things that are like i don't think it's art though it's like uh, it's like the same impulse i mean yeah like wanting to engineering yeah right but like wanting to see your like your ideas like manifest but it's different it's like yeah, I don't know. I feel like it's different than art. I'm not trying to get into the weeds too much, but it's like no, right. no, I en- engineering mean. is like yeah, a different um, like a, right like thought a process sense of satis- satisfaction. Yeah, I think as it's opposed a, to like expression, a different construct of of uh, creating. Interesting. I mean, yeah, <laughs> I've like sanded some wood, so I guess I know what you mean. <laughs> I, I think. Um, I just like don't know why people are. Yeah, I just don't understand the point. When like there are problems, like yeah, it seems like an allocation of resources that is absurd. Um, mm-hmm. To be spending millions and billions of dollars on robots and AI. Um, I mean, it's the whole NPC thing too. It's interesting now that I think about it because, you know. I feel like in the past few days after the Super Bowl, I've been looking at Twitter and just like looking at the tweets that like blow up, you know, and they kind of like people like form tweets into like this specific formatted language, you know, that's like formulaic. Yeah. Um, And it's like you're just trying to spot who's a bot and who's not, you know, because fucking like at least like 45 percent of twitter is bots at this point and i don't yeah, know if they're like tweets are blowing up but probably not i think bots are mostly for 
Yeah, they're like server follower. followers. Yeah. Yeah, follower people, yeah. But I mean, I also think that um there's like I mean, I think the bot thing is not quite as bad as it was a few years ago even. I feel like uh no, it's it's crazy now, dude. Is it still bad? I don't know. I think they're just getting better. And I think that... Maybe the, they are getting better and they've fooled me. <laughs> I think that the algorithm is like reflexive in a way where it propagates certain formulas of language and then yeah. people start mimicking that formula of language. So the right, language totally. is actually shaped by, uh, you know... By the like, algorithm, at least. Yeah, by code. <laughs> I don't know if it's by... Bots. Like I, I assume, like the algorithms will see something that did really well and prioritize that, and then people will also want to do really well, so they'll start talking like that, mm-hmm. and then they will, and then other people will see that. Like I think it's kind of just like a, almost like a sort of cancerous growth of of language. No, I think it's really bad, actually. Yeah. Um, and I think that's why people can't like talk or write anymore without like, I mean that's an exaggeration, but like without referencing back to these these forms like literacy is at an all-time high but it's also like this crazy crystalline structure now Mm -hmm. um i think memes are uh psychological warfare (laughs) yeah it's like self-replicating isms of like nonsense i don't know but it's cool when they talk about the objective shift of a character Somebody yeah. will like spend most of their life doing extremely well at something and then just completely <laughs> change. Um, right. It seemed like they were hinting at like a Britney Spears type character. Yeah, totally. But I'm like, that that person just like had a nervous breakdown, it. you know? Yeah, it's like, I just can't believe that that's what people think is happening. Like when somebody is doing really well and they get famous and then like, mm-hmm. like, of course they're going to have, like, I can't even handle like doing nothing. Like how, like how could you put like, of course people are having mental breakdowns when like, yeah. There's so many of the examples they use are like, uh, just showing like a real extreme lack of understanding of how, how people are mm-hmm. that, like explaining things away with this simulation theory but like i think the guy um who actually wrote the the theory who they interviewed a few times he was like the only person that was to me genuinely convincing Mm -hmm. um not that i'm convinced but i mean it's it's interesting um especially like hearing well yeah it's it's the religion of our times so i think for that reason this documentary is definitely worth watching and it's done well. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's very, I mean, the guy has a good sense for that and they have these crazy animated avatars and stuff. Like, I don't know if that was for anonymity or or what, but all of the sort of like pro, (laughs) um, simulation people like have these crazy, like, beings sort of superimposed over their face yeah it's it's it it's it's curious like the uh the different shades of new ageism and and the simulation theory because this kind of reminds me of the secret you know where it's like 
I manifest, yeah, I yeah. manifest the world around me. Uh, the right. like the the universe basically revolves around me. I manifest things that happen around me, and it's like this yeah. self importance. And then there's the other aspect of New Ageism where it's like, well, we're all part of one mind, and yeah. we're experiencing the same thing together in in different shades of ourselves. Right, all is one. It actually it really reminds me of. There's a section in uh, Jason Horsley's book, uh, who we interviewed for our listeners, um, <laughs> where he talks about when he was having this sort of like obsession with the Matrix and with being Neo and like being the one and like almost went as far as like, uh, for, like he was trying to make a film about like the implications of that with this guy in, in England and like more or less like started this cult about <laughs> about like how to be the one and you know, of course, now, like, if you know anything about sort of his position at this point, he, like, rejects all of that, like, extre- extremely intensely. And um, mm-hmm. so it's just, it's really, a, it's just an interesting parallel that I, I don't think that, that that sort of idea is all that uncommon. Um, yeah, especially in people who are prone to that seeking mentality. Yeah, I think that aspect of the matrix is interesting too in, in making the case for like clairvoyancy that are clairvoyance or like people with special abilities are just understanding the code of the matrix right. better and understanding like yeah. gateways through, through like mastering this, this code that we're living in. Right. I mean, yeah, the matrix, it kind of reminds me of people who are like obsessed with um, star Wars except like the matrix sort of like implies that this is actually reality. So like people become so obsessed with it that it bleeds like Mm. even further into their daily life. Mm -hmm. Whereas people who are obsessed with maybe star Wars or Harry Potter, like will act as if that's true, but like, or like they'll act as if like, but like with a a layer of irony or something, whereas the matrix kind of like erases that layer of irony. (laughs) It's really, it got me thinking it's really weird because the matrix totally uh jump-started this paradigm shift i think in uh in the new like techno religion especially you know the simulation theory stuff but at the same time the movie is so violent which is really weird and it has this um like nihilistic violence where you're killing like non-humans that are look like humans Right. It's like, so uh, it's, it's like a Kung Fu movie. Like it's like a martial arts movie. It's, but like, no, there's with like this layer. insane amount of guns and they're just like, Oh yeah. No, dude, you're right. Yeah. They're like tooled up, man. But I mean, you know what I mean? Like there's a lot of like martial arts type fighting and stuff. Like, yeah, but I think that's like the, what it, the gun aspect is, is weirder. Like coinciding with maybe this, it is weirder, yeah. this like <laughs> film that completely redefines like the philosophy of our world and at the same time it's one of the most violent films yeah to come out in a long time especially in terms actually... of like the presence of guns i mean that like when the gun the famous scene when the gun racks come down right yeah well it's yeah it, it's kind of like in that sort of uh what else is something to compare that to like other like sort of sci-fi like shooting movies like like predator like mm-hmm. where like there's like this sort of like macho ness to it, which I think is interesting to um contrast against Dark City, which is 
like a hundred percent just like a noir. The, yeah, exactly. Well, that's what I'm thinking about because by no means is the Matrix the first movie to talk about the simulation theory. Like I can yeah. think of World on a Wire by Fassbender, which came out yeah, in like '75. Yeah. And um, there's little to no violence in that. I mean, there is some violence, but it's not like a like murder. A, but like, it's more of like a yeah. Yeah. A murder. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> uh, and I mean, like, like there's like Nirvana, like, there's like cyberpunk films that came out before The Matrix that talk about virtual reality and obviously Johnny Mnemonic. Right. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I guess The Truman Show obviously is a famous one too, which gets related to the simulation theory a lot. Yeah, that, that one's weird because it's not, it's like, it's it's more allegorically referring to it. Yeah. Cuz it's like not nothing's actually being simulated. It's like someone's just being like horrendously manipulated by his community. Yeah, I just I just feel like the anecdote in the film which relates the matrix to like school shooters seems so important because I think yeah. that mentality that it reinforces of thinking the world around you is like a lie. And this sinister yeah. thing, um, I don't know, it just seems to like relate so much to the the school shooter ethos totally. or mythos, rather. Right. And that is like, it's stated sort of late in the movie to, to the point where like I was like starting to think like, are they going to say something about like what like this is implying? Yeah. And then like it becomes sort of more like the main thread uh, toward the end. But yeah, I, I mean... It, I mean, it's, I think they're just trying, the, the film's kind of pointing out that it's basically a form of nihilism um, and that nihilism and teenagers, when paired together, can be very dangerous. Yeah. Um, school shooting, yeah, that's like, that kind of dropped off with the whole pandemic, too. I guess necessarily, but... Or maybe Britain just realized that the world was a simulation. You think so? No. Maybe. I don't know. I hope not. Um, yeah, I'm pretty confident that the world is not a simulation. And that makes me smarter than Elon Musk. But I already knew that. My circumstances are just much worse. <laughs> <laughs> It's interesting, too. I, I feel like this stuff actually ended up relating a lot to um, the Stephen Greer documentary that we're going to be talking about in the Patreon episode. Yes, it definitely does. Um, yeah, I have a lot of, <laughs> I have a lot of uh, stuff to say about that. Um, I, I think today I tweeted that either die a believer or live long enough to see herself become the debunker. <laughs> saw that. And this, you know, it's not, it's not a hundred percent true, but, but man. <laughs> um, so join us on the Patreon. Yeah. Maybe we'll, we'll move over there now. Yeah. Um, all right. Um, thanks for listening to our little chat about, uh, things that, may or may not be real um yeah uh, you listeners are real 
Yeah, all of you are real. None of you are non-player characters because you chose to listen to Consensus on Reality and not some fucking (laughs) shill ghost hunter show out there. Uh, Uh, We should get into a tweet storm about this episode. Yeah. People are saying that we said simulation (laughs) theory is real and we did not. Uh, Um... Yeah, check out the movie, though. And if you have any thoughts, I don't know, maybe shoot us a message on Instagram or Twitter. Or... Yeah, tag Elon Musk. Yeah. Um, I feel like I'd love if uh, you loyal listeners uh, could chime in. It would how, be fun. How's your Dogecoin doing? It's actually pretty good. Yeah. I mean, it's it's pretty solid right now. I'm just never going to – I'm just going to leave it. You know what I'd, I'd – I made like I made like six hundred or seven hundred dollars on Dogecoin, and then I flipped it, and I bought Bitcoin and Ethereum, and then that went up, and then I bought Spice, which has been very erratic. Wow, I and haven't even heard. Of it. That's like a Dune coin. <laughs> yeah, it's fucked up, and I, I like bought it, and it. It fluctuates from like three hundred dollars to six hundred fifty dollars, like every Whoa. week. Um, and I don't really know how to get it out of where I of the wallet. <laughs> like, yeah, just leave it. I, well, when it goes up really high, I won't know how to like get it out. Yeah, I kind of true. like do like, but it's like a process. I actually regret doing it now. Yeah, I don't really mess with any of that stuff. I just bought the one for for a laugh mm-hmm. and not much of it that's that's kind of like concerning actually the whole uh, cryptocurrency rise oh it's yeah it's completely fascinating um and seems like it's a world of corruption <laughs> a whole it, yeah whole big world of corruption just and like giant so much whales of, of fucking billions <laughs> of dollars shifting behind like, like, dark money the value is like derived from like so much, at least for Bitcoin, just like immense amounts of electricity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like there's, it's so wasteful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, for sure. And I don't think that anyone like, I mean, I might be wrong, but I don't think anyone's really like deal. Like, cause that's like still, that's like burning oil and coal. Like that's not, it's not like magic coming out of the seas. Uh-huh. Um, anyway. Yeah. Uh, the virus in in me told me to diversify. I think um, slowly but surely this is going to turn into like a cryptocurrency podcast. What Fuck no, we don't know shit. <laughs> it's going to be us. We don't we, know anything about this, but <laughs> we're going to start an episode in like two weeks and just be like. <sighs> Lost it all. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah, that's why I don't invest much in that stuff or in anything. Except you should invest in money. Used books. Yeah, used books. You should invest in statues. In what? Statues and tchotchkes. Yeah. Silver. Remember silver? Anyway, okay. (laughs) Maybe we should. uh... Yep. Um, so do consider joining our Patreon. Um, 
and we'll have an interview coming up this week and hopefully some more interviews uh coming soon and also we'll have our good friend mike bruno on with us to talk about baphomet which we had mentioned a couple times previously and uh tracy twyman who's always uh great a favorite Uh, of the podcast yeah love love her um although it's it's a complicated love but we'll talk about that when we when we get there all right all right um for those joining us on the patreon we'll talk to you soon and for those not we'll catch you next time